Hi, Green Junkie. I'm your host, Stephanie Moran. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Courtney Stewart about her amazing brand called The Good Kind and how she is empowering people to lower their waist one lunchbox at a time. Courtney and her partner, Chris, have two little girls, Naomi and Sloan Rose. She grew up in a sports family and she's a former D1 college athlete and graduated with an undergrad degree in business administration and a master's in strategic marketing. For their first business, they manufactured and sold personalized silicone name labels for drinkware, a more sustainable alternative to stickers and tape. They pivoted that business at the end of 2020 for a few different reasons and decided to move on to a sustainable on-the-go mealtime solution based on some personal pain points she was experiencing with products available in the marketplace. The Good Kind officially launched in July of 2021. If you love learning new ways you can reduce your impact on the environment, please subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you get your podcast. That way you never miss another Green Living episode. Hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So first of all, I'd love for you to tell me a little bit more about your family and yourself and then kind of transition to exactly what is the good kind. Yes, absolutely. So yes, my name is Courtney Stewart and my husband and I live with our two little girls in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. I think you have some U.S. uh, listeners potentially. Um, And yeah, we have two very rambunctious, active. My youngest is four. My old, the oldest is seven and they are busy, busy bees and busy, busy, hungry bees. <laughs> so we have a busy on the go lifestyle with their activities and things like that. But, um, yeah, they definitely keep us busy. And so what is the good kind? So as you mentioned, we had pivoted our previous business and we'll leave that for another <laughs> another day because that could be its own podcast episode. But yes, we pivoted at the end of 2020 and relaunched as The Good Kind really with an intent to continue on offering sustainable products, but having even more impact. And so really, I knew I wanted to do something that was going to be good from purpose to people to planet to everything. And so really we launched with that intent in July 2021 with our five compartment leak-proof stainless steel lunchbox, really with a goal to inspire families to live a more litterless lunch and a little more zero waste lunch, but also because the reason why we started with this product was because of some personal pain points we were experiencing with some other products that we were using for our oldest daughter. And so we were limited in the things that we were able to put in her lunchbox. We had a wonderful system that was also stainless steel, beautiful, great for the environment, but it was lacking a leak-proof system. And so it, it limited what we were able to put in her lunchbox. She would come home sometimes and say her crackers tasted like strawberries and, you know, we could never really get that right. And so we moved. My kids have the same problem. <laughs> Yeah, so we struggled with different things. And, you know, my husband was like, we just need to put something so that like the the parts like you can see where there's just a little bit of a gap, you know, where things can move, move around. And um, so we just kind of started exploring. And uh, that was actually in 2020. 
And then when we decided to pivot, that was with the direction we went in. And so, yeah, we started with our five compartment lunchbox and we do plan on having an entire series of lunch, lunch containers that are all leak proof and really just supporting families who want to, you know, obviously invest in quality containers, but also supporting families who just want to like continue to eat well while maintaining their busy lifestyle. We're such a busy family that if I had to constantly pull in and stop and grab food and, you know, do all that extra stuff, you know, you can't control what you're, you know, always really control what they're eating. Right. So in this way, when you can pack it, you know, you know what they're getting, you know, the nutrition, you know, they're getting that they need, especially at this age, it was really important to us. So as much as we're supporting that zero waste living, we're also supporting that, you know, eating well on the go. And so how do you have the lunchbox sealed? Like, what is it that you have different from like other similar brands? Absolutely. So on the interior of the box and the lid, we have a silicone seal here that is actually even removable. Oh, that's cool. Super easy cleaning. And yeah, if you just had it like this, it's very similar to other, you know, other products that are on the market, but the silicone seal just allows like an airtight seal. So you can see how these edges bubble out a little bit, right? So they, they even divide within the compartments too. So it's really good. It's not just an outer seal that it won't leak in your lunch bag. It's an inner seal between each individual compartment. So it was really important to us to do that because again, we were done with the days of my straw, my, you know, crackers tasting like strawberries and you know, being soggy, soggy and things like that. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of upgrading current products available on the market. And really once we started talking to people, we just kept discovering similar pain points, you know, wonderful products, wonderful, love the idea of stainless steel. Absolutely. Would never go back to plastic, but, oh, I wish this, you know, had this. And so. And is this your first product that you launched with the good kind? This is like this system with the the silicone. Yes, this is our hero product. And um, from here, we have introduced like the containers as well that go with them. And we will be introducing another more of a snack style box container, a two compartment that can convert to four. So it will be ideal for maybe younger JK lighter eaters who maybe like don't need all that food, but we'll be able to have other individual like dividers that will allow them to pack that and that be enough for like a JK or even SK who are a little lighter eaters or For my kids, they use these regularly for my daughter dances competitively. So she's at the gym for, you know, sometimes four hours. So it's a nice, just like a, like a break snack. Right. And I think honestly, like I own so many different types of stainless steel boxes and I love them all. They're all great. And some of them I've owned for like 11 years because I bought them. They used to be pink on the outside. Now they're just stainless steel. Like that's how old they are. The colors come off and I'll just keep you so good. Pardon? The stainless is still good. Right. And it, it still works fine. Yeah. But I just love like the innovation where probably 10 years ago, or even now, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I wish that would not like move over there. I wish it would like seal better. So I love the innovation that you had that you're saying, we love stainless steel. Parents like myself are often complaining that stuff moves around and shifts or leaks. Well, with the state with having the silicone, it just kind of like locks everything in. And if let's say someone buys one of your systems, and I don't know, the silicone rips, I'm just throwing that out there. I have no idea. 
or, or they lose it because their kid lost it because that's what kids do. Are you able to buy just the silicone to fit back in? Yeah. So that's not available on our website right now, but if that happened, a customer reached out a hundred percent. I think what we're, you know, we're only about 10 months in, like eight months in. So as our product ages in the marketplace, we'll absolutely have those replacements. But honestly, I am such a, like, we are all about customer service and making sure our customers are hundred percent satisfied. If something were to happen with, if they, somebody reached out, like it would not be a problem that you sent them a new lid, right? Right. Um, especially when you're making this kind of investment, it's so important to me that customers feel well supported after the process, after that, you know, shopping process, that buying process. So yeah, well, it's not available right now today on the website. If there was somebody had an issue and reached out, it wouldn't be a problem to get them something. And so you're working on, so you said you have like the one, the, I don't know how many compartments, and then you have like the two compartment. Are you working on adding like other products outside of like other stainless steel products, like water bottles, or I'm just throwing it out there. I have no idea, but are you trying, looking to add more? Absolutely. So those who know me know that I do not like plastic as much as I (laughs) like, I'm all about, you know, the, I'm the environment, zero waste. I'm also very passionate about toxins and toxins and plastics and things like that. A lot of my, my kids, you know, we had certain water bottles that were great stainless steel, you know, cores, but the tops were plastic and then they would chew them. And then that's when they start leaching toxins, right. And the chemicals and things like that. And so absolutely we are, we are, that is in the pipeline, a 100% stainless steel kid friendly water bottle, because that's the problem, right. Is there are 100% stainless steel, including that lid for adults. It's harder with children who like, you know, they bump their teeth on the stainless and things like that. So we're really trying to get that to nail that down, that product functionality. And so that it's practical, practical for children. We have a product that we're using right now. It's not ours, but it's another company's and it's hundred percent stainless steel with a silicone top. And like at least once a week, it's leaking all over the place. <laughs> Just because, and it has a little lid, but you know, with kids, they're not, they don't secure it properly and all kinds of stuff can happen. But I'm so against this, the the plastic top that I'm like, I don't care. I'll clean the leaks when you get home. (laughs) There's nothing you can hurt in that backpack. It's fine. So I deal with it. But if we're going to release something, we're going to release something that doesn't have those kind of pain points for parents. The old gods have fallen, and the world descends into turmoil. But amidst nations rallying their armies... A nefarious cult, hell-bent on chaos... And the new gods, attempting to seize control of it all... A spark of hope arises. We are the agents of repair, and we vow to contest these evils. To make the world a better place, no matter what stands in our way. Listen to Venture Forth, a D&D podcast across all podcasting platforms. Yeah, and I too, like I'm always looking for the water bottle with the plastic top. And it's, I know there are some companies I have bought that water bottle, a specific water bottle for adults where it's like completely stainless steel. The top was like bamboo and they're great, but then it's like, not everything's available in Canada. So if you're a U.S. listener, you have access to way more stuff than we do mm. in here in Canada. 
most of the time. And if we do have access to it, it costs literally an arm and a leg because of the exchange rate and the ridiculous duty. So just throwing that out there that a lot of stuff that I do love or that you might love, Courtney, is not always available to us. And that also sucks. You know, like the system I had that's similar to yours doesn't ship to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to like somehow get it here. And I don't even remember how because it was 11 years ago. But I think I was in the States and I shipped it where I was in the States and brought it across the border with me. So it's also those pain points of like, you know, a Canadian company creating products that it might somewhat exist in the United States, but it's just so hard for Canadians to get these products. So I love that you created a product that A, is going to help with leaks, which is a huge pain point for so many parents, but also Canadian because now a mom or dad or like parents can have this school system shipped to them and not have to pay duties and taxes Mm -hmm. and then deal with the exchange rate. It just comes from Ontario (laughs) and lands in Quebec or British Columbia and, you know, they can get it that way. So that's another reason why I love finding Canadian brands personally for me is because, you know, it's me being selfish that I don't have to get stuff shipped from the United States all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is get that surprise call from the border agency or UPS or FedEx when you bought something in the States and they're like, you have to clear this customs and it's $150. Yeah. It's, I totally understand. I'm, I'm a huge shark tank brand supporter. So whenever I see brands, I'm like, I gotta buy it. I gotta buy it. I I've got a gift, especially if I've got a gift for somebody to give, or, you know, I know there's a need and we can use it. I always like to support them, but goodness me, they catch me with those uh, duties and customs <laughs> bills. And sometimes it's more than the product. And I'm just like, oh, maybe I should have waited to support them until they were here. <laughs> Obviously, you started the good kind because you wanted to have like less waste surrounded by lunches and all that kind of stuff. So when you were thinking about starting the good kind, it was like, were you guys already living a green lifestyle and this was just kind of like an extension of how you lived your life prior. Mhm, absolutely. So really when my oldest was born, she had eczema and she had some would get skin irritations, we had to do a lot of allergy testing. It really kind of got me down that rabbit hole of understanding more about all the products that we're using, stuff that we're eating, stuff that we're putting our food on, everything. And so We've been like plastic free, I would say in our kitchen for several years. And so really making a commitment to use whatever we have left. But when that's its life cycle is done, we aren't, you know, we'll recycle it and do how we get dispose of it, how it should be, but we aren't buying anymore and just being really intent and mindful about that. And so I've always been very passionate about recycling in my community. I'm that person who is like, at birthday parties, digging out, first of all, <laughs> eyeing the people who are drinking the plastic water, <laughs> having a conversation with the host about, you should really tell people to bring their water bottle. Just, I always put on my kids and birthday, you know, if we have a party, yep. you could just have them bring their water bottle. You know, we'll have water and drinks and stuff here, but have them bring the reusable water bottle. It's one easy little thing. And parents usually bring it anyway. So anyways, I wouldn't even get into that, but I'm the person who really, I'll go into the garbage and I will sift and organize and so that they recycle. And if they don't plan to recycle it, I will bring it home. You know, I'm not to the point with food waste, but I might get there, Stephanie, because I just invested in this like amazing composter that is like life changing for me right now. But I'm not there yet. But to answer your question, we definitely 
we're being more mindful within our home with types of products we're using and, you know, looking at our waste levels and how we can reduce, reduce it and how we can just make little mindful choices every day to kind of minimize our footprint because really that's all it takes. Everybody just to do a little bit better every day. And as those years have progressed, I've just become more and more passionate about it. So and it's, it's really awesome. ingrained in, in the, our family DNA now. <laughs> right. And so, you know, you had kind of this lifestyle before the kids were born or you started it. So it's just going to be normal for them. Like my kids are 11 and nine, and this is all they know. They know composting. I remember one day my kids saying like, not all kids compost. <laughs> like, no, no, not all families compost. You're right. But it was like, they thought it was, that's what people did, you know, yeah. or um, how come I'm the only one with the stainless steel lunchbox? Or one time my kids came home and said, oh my gosh, other kids have the same food as me. You know, really? like someone had a made good ch- a granola bar just like me. And I'm like, I'm not the only organic kid, you know? Like, <laughs> so it's just I funny when it. they're so young, like your kids, like this is what they're going to know and it's going to pass on. Hopefully, you know, as they get older, obviously things change a little bit and, you know, they might eat fast food that you didn't have them eat or that stuff like that. But it's just it's going to stay with them. Right. You know, and, you know, I'm being kind with my kids. You know, I always talk about like being kind on yourself when it comes to green living and just I hate plastic water bottles, too. But if you happen to buy one, move on, put in the recycling, do better next time, you know, kind of thing. And like with my kids, they know I hate food waste and they bring home their banana peels or their apple cores. Like if they have a granola bar, they bring back the wrapper and I dispose of it properly. And it's just, it's nice to see, you know? And so with your kids, it's going to be very similar. They're going to, they're going to have that, you know, because it's easier for your kids to grow up in that versus like when they're 10 years old, you're like, okay, by the way, we're cutting out this, 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 and this. They're like, what? I love McDonald's, you know, kind of thing. I like eating it every day kind of thing. So it's just, it's nice to see like that it started when your kids were young and it's going to like move on, you know, and it's part of your business, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like the lunchbox and everything to, to school with them. And yeah, my daughter actually came home not too long ago um, and said, mom, you're never going to believe this. Madame. So she goes to a French school. She said, Madame Natalie, she, um, she was talking today about composting. <laughs> and so we used to have a back. We still do have a backyard system. I'm not, I was not great at it. So, which is why I got a, um, a kitchen, a counter system, but she's like, we did crash course composting when during the pandemic, they learned everything about composting. My kids are four and seven and they're pretty much experts. And so she was like, I knew all the questions Madame was asking I knew all the answers. She's like, she couldn't believe it. She's like, especially in our community, it's, you know, we live in a, an area where it's a subdivision and most people do not have backyard compost. I actually think it's against my HOA. (laughs) So hopefully nobody is listening, but you know, (laughs) it's not normal. And so I was really proud of her. I was, you know, I had that mom moment that, you know, we don't do everything right, but at least, you know, she's going to help save the planet (laughs) and the things she's learning, the, the messages she's spreading. So I love hearing the stories of like how sustainable businesses got it started. And it's like, well, I was already in that lifestyle of green living. I was already in the non-toxic world and I created the product. I'm not saying because somebody wasn't in that world and then they created a green product and is bad. I just love hearing the stories when it's like, I was living like this 
And then I was had this issue with a green product. And then I just went and fixed it by creating my own. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And as soon as I saw you on Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? Or why didn't like, how did the other company we get our system from not thought about this already? They've been around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, how did they not think about this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so I just, I love how it's set up. I love the silicone idea and that everything can be separated. And I just really appreciate your story of, yeah, we lived this lifestyle and then we fixed our problem by creating our own product. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's for me personally, then when we kind of pivoted to the good kind, I really, it was important for us from an ethics standpoint, just from a business standpoint to just kind of do good, do the right thing for, you know, our customer by offering like a really good product that solved a problem. And, you know, that was also safe for them and, you know, didn't leach toxins into their food, but also like ensure that the people who are making our products are, you know, paid fair living wages, doing good from like 360, you know, ensuring that when this product's done at the end of its life cycle, you know, we know, I feel very good knowing that stainless steel is the number one most recycled product in, in demand material, sorry. And so we know it's not going to end up in a landfill, right? It's going to get recycled and our stainless steel product is not virgin. It is recycled. So it's just kind of doing good from a 360 lens approach for businesses. It was really important to me when we pivoted and, and did this, that um, we looked at all aspects of, you know, how can we just do better, really? And was your other business called The Good Kind or was this like a total, okay, we're starting from scratch and we're going to call this The Good Kind? Yeah, total start from scratch. My other business was, so we still have our corporation name, but it was Nomi and Sibs. And um, my daughter's name is Naomi, but none of my nieces and nephews could pronounce her name. So they said they called her Nomi. And I was pregnant at the time when we launched the business and we were about to launch it and we didn't know... (laughs) Sloan's name for nearly 30 days after she was born. So we just <laughs> called it Sibs. <laughs> no me and Sibs. And honestly, it's the name is still near and dear to my heart. It's probably why it took me so long to kind of pivot from that business, but it is still our corporation name. But yes, it, it was an entirely different business with just the labeling solutions, personalized products that I would never recommend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and when you came up with the good kind, was it the the idea of the good kind was because you wanted to do good in like all as like you said, in all access aspects of your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So through our product lines and, you know, because we just wanted to do good, do good for, you know, the people I mentioned before, the people, the planet, our purpose, our mission, inspiring others to do good, to be the good kind essentially. And so we always actually make, it's a joke in our family because when the girls were really little, we always, you know, we got two little girls and, they tend to fight. <laughs> so probably more than probably no more than the average girls. We think it's a lot, but we'd always say to them, you know, just you know, be the good kind of sister. You know, she needs you, you know, talking to the usually the older one. But it, we always said that be the good kind of friend. If somebody's fallen down or hurt. We, and so when I said after we'd been using that term, that short phrase in teachings with our children for, for you know, a few years when I suggested that to my husband, he was like, Oh my goodness, like you and the name again. Cause of course with Nomi and Sibs, but it really did, did come from just really just 
as we try to inspire our kids to to be better, you know, to make better decisions, the way they treat people, to just be kind, to do good, it, it made sense. It made sense when we were pivoting and, and starting this brand. And so talking about wasteless lunches, okay, so you created your product so people have less waste, less plastic is being used, less packaging because you can just put the food directly in. You can put like your homemade food and all that kind, your vegetables, you know, these plastic bags and all that jazz. So if somebody, if right now you were going to say to somebody, okay, these are my top three tips to create a wasteless lunch Mm -hmm. or four tips, whatever, how many tips you have, but what tips do you give somebody that, you know, their kid might be just be going into kindergarten or they're just getting started on like lowering their waste. What lunch like tips do you have to lower your waste when it comes to like creating lunches for people? Like what can they use or what can they do? Absolutely. So I think if I was talking to a mom whose their child is going to JK, junior kindergarten, for example, um, in the States, I know even in preschool, they bring lunches a lot of the times, but investing in a great container that you know is going to not only functionally perform well for your kid on a daily basis, but it's going to last you several, several years. Kids go to school for 196 days a year. You know, that investment, might, while it might seem, may seem high up, you know, in, in the front end, I'm about, you know, buy less, choose well, and make it last. And so when you invest in a really quality container, you can be, you know, similar to ours. There are other ones on the market that are really good too. Invest in something that you can feel confident will last for years and years. And so that would be my first tip. My second tip would be, I try to do this as much as I can as to buy food products that we use or we know that our kids take in their lunch often, try to buy them in bulk. And so, or, you know, buy the the tub of yogurt instead of buying the 44 individual container, right? (laughs) Things like that. We try to do that. And even yogurt, you can put right into our system. Uh, A lot of people, you know, will choose to do in in a separate container that goes in the system, but whatever you do decide, that's a nice way to minimize your waste within your home and your recycling. If you recycle and we know how that recycling story goes, (laughs) unfortunately, when it comes to plastic. So, but yeah, even if you can go, if you shop if you have a bulk foods close by and you can you know buy your made good bars your granolas you know in a larger in a you know bulk capacity and then use that in lunches that's a great idea as well one more thing I'll just say is sometimes my kids come home and their containers are completely empty and that's amazing sometimes it's usually my little one she comes home and the 20 minutes that they get they only get a couple like two two or three 20 minute break, maybe two 20 minute breaks to eat. So it's for her. She goes to the little one. She, it's not enough time for her. So she always said they didn't have enough time. So always put your lunch back out, open your container back up and finish what's in there. Instead of a lot of people I know, just trash it, trash it. That's like against my religion. (laughs) (laughs) I am not trashing that. So we will, we'll eat it, finish it. And whatever the dog doesn't finish We'll go in our composter with what, what can, but usually we, you know, they finish their lunchbox instead of going in the fridge and getting something new, fresh and just wasting more food. And so, you know, and also saving. And I like how, like the, with you having the silicone, you can like, say it was like a muffin. I don't know. Like my kid, my, we make chocolate chip banana muffins. They eat them all week. I'm surprised they're not sick of them, but 
if she only ate half of the muffin, like if she just brings it the next day or she has, like you said, has it as a snack, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why I like, I'm going to keep saying I like the dividing of the silicone because I put strawberries in her lunch once and let's just say didn't end well. (laughs) But I have, now I have to put her blueberries or her strawberries in that container, um, that round container, because if not, the strawberries mix up with whatever food again, anyone that's listening, this is if you don't have kids, (laughs) when you do, and if you ever have kids, you will understand what we are talking about because if you have a lunchbox and it's not sealed, it's rather annoying. And I'm living through the annoyance. My daughter's in grade five. It's annoying. You can do (laughs) it. I'm not getting rid of the lunchbox out of principle because that's right. That's the thing. <laughs> you know anyway, what, I didn't want to cut you off about your tips, but um you know what? What you just said is excellent though, because the first when we launched, the first thing we said is listen, if you've got something that's working for you, as much as I am about, you know, I don't like plastic touching food or my kids' food, especially, I am just as passionate about, you know, like use what you have. It's been working for you. And if it hasn't failed you yet, continue to use that because we don't need more people just throwing, you know, products away in garbage. And it just, it's, it's an endless cycle. So I'm glad you said that out of principle, because that's also important to me. You know, I'm always about use what you have. And if it hasn't failed you, you know, keep using it because, you know, we've got to save the planet here. And I think this is our, our last, (laughs) last chance here in the next few years. So (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I, I'm very much the same way. Like, use what you already have. You know, if mm-hmm. the water bottle still works or the you lost the top to your water bottle, does the company sell replacements and just get a mm-hmm. top? Like, don't go buy a whole new water bottle. Just And a lot of companies now are doing that. You know, like you said, Absolutely. once you start getting the volume, you'll have on your website replacements of the silicone. Or Absolutely. when you create your water bottle, you'll have replacements. So like the company that I bought our system from, very similar to yours, minus the silicone, we bought the water bottles, but my kids are too old for those water bottles. So mm-hmm. I'm giving them to a friend of mine who has a little one-year-old. And mm-hmm. I said, Hey, I have two, but one doesn't have a top because we lost it. And then I went on the website. I'm like, Oh, they sell the tops. So I'm like, I'll just buy you a top. And now you have two water bottles, you know, yeah. I said, or you can use it as a cup because mm-hmm. it's stainless steel. But a lot of companies are doing that now. And, and I'm grateful for that because instead of replacing the whole thing, just like replace yes. part of it. Like yeah. you don't have to throw the whole water bottle out, mm-hmm. you know? Um, absolutely. Find or, another use. Absolutely. I couldn't agree so, more. So going on the topic of like, cause we went on a bit of a tangent. Um, you know, you said another tip is like, if your kids don't finish their whole lunch, have them have that as their snack, or it can be part of their lunch for the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. So what other tips do you have for people that are trying to have less waste around like lunches? Yeah. So one thing too, and actually I I learned this with my little one and actually my youngest is a really big eater. She's got a big appetite normally, but I found that once I was overfilling her lunchbox and so I was kind of giving her exactly what I was giving my seven-year-old, they were, you know, three and six at the time, but that's also to kind of gauge how your children are consuming their food. And Sometimes when I, I did find when I would not jam so much stuff in there and I would not really jam, but you know, <laughs> fill it up. I'm kind of, I was kind of just, I just don't want you to be hungry and you're not home. But in reality, you know, sometimes it can be overwhelming, especially for JKers. It's a lot of stimulation. 
especially when they're eating their food, they're jibby jabby talking, you know, with their, their peers. So sometimes if you find that your child is not eating, you know, four to five days a week, there's quite a bit of food left in there. Scale it down, scale it down to how much you pack for them and see if they totally finish it. And then maybe it, listen, every kid comes home starving. My, my fridge is raided when the kids get home from school. So that's going to happen, but that's okay. Right. That means they like burned off a lot of really good energy. And now let's come and like fill the tank back up when they get home. But that can also prevent, you know, some waste as well. And I think that's just a great tip. And it totally resonates with me because my daughter like if food was a love language, that would be her love language. Yeah. And like, she loves food. Like she loves all sorts of food. You know, like I give her peppers, like a huge thing of peppers, like tons of like cherry tomatoes. She'll eat like berries and she eats it all. And then she'll have her muffin and then she'll have a granola bar and then she'll have hummus and veggies or she'll have like a bagel with like cream cheese. And she like eats it all. And two water bottles. And where my son, who's nine, I'm like, he gets his bagel or whatever, whatever his main thing is. And then a granola bar. And then I'll put like rice cakes in like my little container. And then I'll put cucumbers. And it's like, he comes home and I'm like, what did you eat today? (laughs) Like, And so I've gone to giving him less to see if he'll eat what I give him. You know what I mean? So I put an apple, I put his granola bar, I put his bagel or his hummus and veggies. And then maybe one other snack because I was doing very similar. I was filling it up and then he'd come back and his blueberries were all like mushy. And so a little tip, if you are doing fruits and veggies, let's say, and they come back like mushy, freeze them and then put them in your smoothies. That's what I do for their berries. I'll have, you know, give Jackson blueberries, hoping he's going to eat them (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he doesn't. And so then I have a bag in my freezer that I just throw them in. And then if it's peppers and they're like so-so peppers after a day being in a lunchbox, I either juice them or I throw them in the freezer. So like, that's another way you can like reduce your waste at the same time is like, absolutely. before is like, I feel like composting is great, but it's like, what can you do before it ends up in the compost? You know, what can you do before it ends up there? So like you said, buying in bulk, having your kids eat their snack from their lunchbox, lowering what you put in their lunch and then freezing, you know, adding to smoothies and all that kind of stuff or juicing. If you have a juicer, whatever fruits and veggies they don't eat is great. Like, and I think so many people think it's complicated, right? Like it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And I, you know what I think too, it's just kind of paying, you know, I think the two things we just described are just kind of paying attention paying attention to how they're consuming, what they're consuming. So, you know, if they're not really going to eat that, you know, maybe we don't continue packing it and like hoping and praying. We (laughs) offer it to them at home, you know, in small amounts, maybe get used to it versus, you know, sending it to school and hoping that, you know, maybe they'll see somebody else with that food item and, but, or whatnot. But yeah, I think it's just paying attention to the, the amounts you're eating, the stuff that they enjoy eating. That's also nutritious. Right. But also, you know, just be in, in, in adapting and also, also to just don't be so hard on yourself because you can pay attention and be mindful as much as you want. But literally my child, what she loved mango, frozen mangoes for the first set, six years of her life. I'm talking would go through a bag of frozen mangoes on a weekend. I'm like a big Costco bag. <laughs> now she wants nothing to do with mangoes. So just like that, it can switch from this, like, I need this all the time. And I love this 
to, oh, I don't ever want to look at that again. So, you know, you just kind of have to adapt and be patient with yourself and just do your best, you know? And it's funny because my, my son, Jackson, loves hummus. Like, like Jackson, you got to eat your peppers. Where's the hummus? Where's the hummus? <laughs> like, he'll be drinking a smoothie and I'll have peppers beside him for whatever reason. Or he'll be eating something and peppers. He's like, but I need hummus. You know, he eats them alone, but he just loves hummus. But I'll say to him, like, hey, I'll pack you some hummus and veggies for lunch. Oh, no, no, no. Just at home. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, you know, it's the same type of thing. Like, I'm only eating hummus. Like, he eats, he eats well. He eats peppers and cucumbers and loves hummus, but he just won't take them to school. So, yeah. like, I make sure I feed him at home. And another tip, too, like, for lunches could also be like, if you have like some sort of water bottle, you can make people, you can make your people, make your kids, which are people, um, (laughs) smoothies, you know, like if you are constantly having like leftover, you know, I said, throw stuff in the freezer, but then you can make your kids like a smoothie for lunch. I, Mm -hmm. I do that maybe once a week, my son will take a smoothie to school with all like the leftover stuff that they might not have eaten. So that could be, you know, and when you come out with your water bottle, it's going to be perfect for smoothies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It will be. My kids, we are a smoothie. My, my kids, I don't know what, for some reason they go to frozen fruits over fresh fruit and it's fine for us because it's less expensive, a little more packaging than I'd like, but we know they think they eat it. And so there were smoothie family because we've, we've got all that stuff. So they, they're constantly, we're adding all the leftovers. And then what normally happens, actually, a lot of the food doesn't make it except for the, like the peels and things doesn't make it to the compost because we will throw it up to my husband too. <laughs> my husband gets like, he's like, cause we'll just throw things in the Vitamix and then he'll make a protein shake and be like, what was in there? And we're just like, I don't know. <laughs> you know somebody's <laughs> leftover, some kind of fruit. Don't worry. It's good for you. It's good. Yeah. But it's usually, um, you know, when it comes to getting things, making that full, you know, edible, still edible food items, make it to the compost. That's a rarity around here. So doing what you can to minimize that for other people, you know, just do your best and try to get through what you have. You know, everybody's, we were the same way for a long time, even the Friday nights, right? Nobody wants to cook. Every orders pizza or orders out. We've made it a habit to like, okay, what do we have? You know, let's make sure nothing's going bad before we order pizza this weekend, you know? And so just taking, you know, one more step before, you know, buying something new or, you know, buying, ordering, more, getting more food. You know, this actually leads me, uh, if you don't mind me saying this, Stephanie, but to another kind of branch in our, our business mission. And that is, um, it, it, it's, it has to do with food, you know, food insecurity. And so we're coming from a, you know, two, two countries, us and Canada having more food than we need to serve the entire globe. And unfortunately, you know, we still have, you know, 10 million people, 5 million of them being children dying every year from food insecurity. And so what a few months after we had launched our brand, I kind of just looked at what we were doing and this whole idea of kind of doing good and, you know, being a good business and good ethics and good products that were, you know, functional and um, essential, you know, really at some point I kind of thought to myself, like that should be the baseline for all businesses, right? Why, why do we need a special award for doing the right thing? And I, it kind of pushed me to dig a little deeper. And at that time, and, and so 
I'm really excited to share that we've recently partnered with a global non-for-profit organization to help fight the barriers, fight or remove the barriers that are preventing nearly 70 million children from attending school around the world. So in one of those barriers, the first one that we're kind of going after with them is hunger and these children not being able to go to school because they're too hungry. They can't focus. They're lethargic. They can't concentrate in the classroom. They get sent home. Sometimes their walk home is hours and they are found in fields because they can't make it. They're so hungry. Like it's some pretty um, sad stories. And so with our lunchbox systems and really every single product that we put on the market, Starting with the lunchbox systems, we donate one week of school meals to a child facing barriers, this one being hunger, from that prevents them from attending school. So I'm really, really proud of that. And it's something that, you know, in addition to doing all this other good from, and that's what I mean, good from product to people, to purpose, all of it, it's all so important, right? And um, I'm really proud and I'm really excited because it gives our brand so much more and even just our, our our little team that we have, just so much more, we're so much more connected because, you know, how can you not be connected to solving this problem that in reality, we can't believe it's still a problem to this day. But um, I promise you in our generation, the hunger crisis is going to end because there's a lot of really good businesses doing some good things in the space. And I think like from a brand standpoint, I think so many brands now, like when I look for a brand, I'm like, okay, are they donating back to XYZ? Like what, what are they giving back? You know? And I think more and more companies are realizing that it can't just be, I'm going to take all the money, <laughs> you know, like, and it's fine. It's fine. If you're like a million dollar business and you've worked really hard to create that, but you know, my husband owns his own business and they do, I, I'm not hundred percent sure what they donate to, but they give money to, you know, a nonprofit as well. And I just think it's, it's awesome when, and I look for that, right. When I'm looking at brands, like, Oh, I wonder what they're doing. You know, when a business is first starting out, sometimes it's a little bit harder, you know, when it's a small business, it's harder always sometimes to give back because you don't have as much to give. And and I respect that, but like the bigger companies, I'm like, okay, so what do you give them back? Like Mm -hmm. your big corporation, you can uh, give a little bit back. So I, I appreciate and I and I love that you even as a smaller company are thinking, okay, the more I give, the more I receive, right? You know? Mm-hmm. So if yeah, we hold on to our money too long, then <laughs> we can't, we won't create any abundance. So I love that already right. as a brand, you're like, okay, even though we're, you know, not making millions of dollars right now with our lunchbox system, we still want to give where where we can, even if it's a small amount, right? That's it. And and just like the zero waste living, that lifestyle, it doesn't take two or three people doing everything. It takes everybody just doing a little bit more. And so imagine we would solve this hunger problem if every single business, you know, donated one school meal to, for every product, like this product would, this problem would be gone. And I'm telling you, it's not a lot. And so, you know, we, we need, we need, 10% of businesses to think this way to in order to kind of change some of these, um, these really uh, detrimental outcomes that are ahead of us, um, unfortunately, and it's not going to turn around overnight, but businesses have a lot of opportunity to really do some really good things from a social perspective. And listen, I'm about, you know, I want my children to have 
whatever they need. You know, like I mentioned, my daughter does competitive dance. It's expensive. We need to be able to afford that. I understand why people want to have a business to make money. And that's great. But it's so much more fulfilling to have another angle to your business that isn't only about, you know, yourself and your network, but is about making change. And literally, in this case, I feel like it's giving so many more children an opportunity to have their impact on the world. You know, if I think about 5 million, losing 5 million children a year to hunger, that's 5 million more, like less potential opportunities to make this place better. And when I say better, I mean better for our kids and our grandkids one day. So it starts with doing little things. And I don't think, um, I think I was the same way as you as well with our first business. We donated to save the children and just sporadically, we never made it a commitment by a person on a per sale basis. But, um, you know, I can tell you right now, like our business is not going to be, you know, profitable in our first year, but we still made a commitment and we, and, and before we even acknowledged this and committed to this, we went and backtracked and, per, and so we purchased 10, 10,000 meals for what we had done in 2021 in that first bit of the year. So we've, we've already, you know, we made that commitment because we said, you know, I know we, decided to do this a few months in, but we've got sales. Let's, let's, you know, donate to those sales that we, we were able, you know, that we were able to do if we're able to do so. And we were, so it's really important. It doesn't take a lot. And so if you can in, in, from an impact standpoint, it is so fulfilling as you know, for an entrepreneur, our, our days can be very difficult as an entrepreneur and, and not seeing the growth that we want to see. But when we look at the little impact that we've made when it comes to just helping people live a little better and maybe have a little bit more opportunity, I can't ask for anything more. Awesome. Well, I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to chat with me today. So would you be able to let the audience know where they can find you, where they can find your lunch systems, on social media, your website, and also I'll link everything in the show notes for those that do not have a pen and paper with them when they're listening. It'll be in the notes as well, but can you let everybody know where to find you? Yes, absolutely. Um, so the goodkind.com kind is with two eyes and same hashtag good kind or at the good kind on social media. You can find us kind of active on Instagram, not as much as I'd like, but that's due to some resource constraints, but we're there and you'll, you'll definitely see us a lot more as we come into our, you know, our busy back to school season, but yeah, follow along. And if you're in the market for a lunchbox system or know somebody who is, please feel, please check us out. Thank you again. Appreciate it that you took the time to, to chat with me today. So if you want to stay connected with me on Instagram, you can find me at the Green Junkie Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie Podcast on the platform you're listening on. If you're curious about zero waste living, sustainable fashion, or wondering how to read food, cleaning, and product labels, I've got you covered. For direct access to me, your green living expert, click the link in the show notes where you can ask me questions and get a customized plan on how you can live a greener life. Either hop on a one-on-one call with me or ask me your questions via email if Zoom is not your thing. I will be your personal hashtag green Google and you can pick my brain. Thank you for listening and I will see you next Tuesday, Green Junkie.